are back on episode. Don't ask me. Oh, what the frack? <laughs> uh, episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Episode forty-six. Hold on. Okay. 45. Yeah. No, because yes, forty-five. It is forty-five because Alex right. is working on forty-four right now. That's right. That's right. It's forty-five. Well, well this is not started off well. Anyway, numbers are hard. Well, no, they're not, especially not when it's just, you know, two, but <laughs> it's, it's way are. more than one. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yes. It's double. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. All right. So we are here back on episode 45 of Nerd Pastiche. I am your co-host, Darian. And I am your other co-host, Brittany. Yes. And we thank you for all of you loyal listeners who have decided to return and if you were just a rando that somehow found us we appreciate you too and we, we hope you stick rando. around that's right okay. yeah who doesn't yeah but i use the buzzword already yep hope <laughs> yep 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 it's 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 frustrated because it's just way too easy a word to just slip into casual conversation i i yeah. hate that which is it why is. I, I continuously try to condition people to respond with hope is a lie. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, nah. That's fine, but you know, as time has gone on, pretty much everybody that I've come encountered with have been encountered on a regular basis, and I've thrown that out there. I've gotten it to where when they say the word, like, yeah, I know, hope is a lie, and that's all I want. Yeah, I know. I hate that. <laughs> I hate mission that. A- mission accomplished. In the industry, we used to. We used to call that spitting in the client's soup. Mm, That's well, right. That's right. I mean, I I worked in the restaurant industry for a bit, and that was not that was something that people would actually do. Oh gosh, yeah. Or like on waiting, <laughs> where the dude was scratching his hair in the in the plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst and the best thing about that film is how realistic it actually is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just, it's so disturbing. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Yeah. But the one question I had before we, do they really play, do they really do those games in the back? Like, that's what I... Oh, like, absolutely. This? Are you kidding? <sighs> the Batwing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Did that actually happen? Yes, that shit happens all the time. Now, is the, hold on. Now, did that happen because of the movie or did that happen, did that come from... I'll put some- it this way. When I... There was only one restaurant that I worked at where I was in the back pretty consistently because I worked back there. It I don't know if it was because of the film or I, I'm going to say probably not just because one of the guys that was doing this was like in his late 50s. Oh my God. And I don't think he was watching the movie Waiting. Like, it's not in his repertoire of things that I would assume he would watch. But maybe that's just me being very terribly assumptive about somebody that I knew well enough to work with. And that was about it. <laughs> if you, if, But if you work with somebody long enough, you get a sense of you have more of a capacity to be, to be able to predict their behavior and what have you. So you've got a lot of data to work with. So it's your assumption could be correct like yeah this doesn't seem like something he would have actually gone out to see yeah i don't think it was probably high on his list of things that he want he went to the movies to watch fair fair enough well 
well, this has been a terrible turn, especially with restaurants opening back up and things of mm-hmm. that nature. So that's a fine Wear thought to leave with people. And maybe like don't go back there if you don't have to. Well, I was more talking about, you know, the restaurant industry and maybe those types of <laughs> things will start to happen again. Oh, they will, guaranteed. Yeah, they will, because that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. Anyway, as we just completely go off the rails and talk about, you know, the horrors of what could take place in the kitchen of a restaurant that you go to, <laughs> we are here and we are ready to deliver an awesome episode today because we are talking about the greatest franchise in the history of film. I could agree with that. You have to agree with it because it's, yeah. it's, it's a fact, right? I mean, yes. Okay. There we go. So (laughs) (laughs) like, I need you to accept this for what it is, Brittany. So we're going to talk about Star Wars today. Before we do that, what we normally do is we will engage in nonsense, as you can clearly see. Mm -hmm. We talk a little bit about how we nerded throughout the week, and Mm -hmm. then we give you a fine recommendation. And then last, but certainly not least, as we already mentioned, we will have a main event of the evening, Mm -hmm. a special main event in honor of May the 4th. Be with you. Okay, okay, that's fine. And also with you. Okay, that's just, now you're just, (laughs) you're just just ruining things right away. (laughs) Every time, every time. Yeah, you just can't help yourself. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Well, clearly. So Mm -hmm. why don't you tell everybody and me specifically, because that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. How it is that you've nerded this next week? Well, I mean, again, we continue on the path of my hero academia. Like we're are continuing along that path. We just finished season three. We will be starting season four tomorrow. I am excited. But outside of that, now that I get to work from home like three days out of the week, And things are starting to slow down a little bit at my current place of work. So I have been able to like binge watch something on the TV in the background when I'm working from home, which is pretty stellar. So I have been binging my way through Schitt's Creek. (laughs) Have you watched this show, Darian? I have not. I I know of it and I have not watched it at all. Did you watch slash enjoy Arrested Development? Uh, Most certainly did. Okay, awesome. So it's everyone that I had talked to was like, if you loved Arrested Development, you're going to love this. And I can definitely see where they're coming from. It's no Arrested Development. Don't get me wrong. Mainly because, and I was talking to Alex about this earlier, Arrested Development, It what made it so funny was the absurdity of everything. Like that, you have that one straight character amidst a room full of clowns. And they are doing everything to an extreme. It is absurdism. And that's what made it so fucking great. (laughs) Now this, the difference in it, because you still have very similar characters that kind of have these extreme reactions to things, very clownish, but they at their core center are all very realistic. And they're in a somewhat realistic situation And the people that surround them are very realistic. Things are heightened because it's a, I mean, it's a TV show and it's meant to be this comedy. So things are heightened. Don't get me wrong, but it, there's, there's a real sense of reality within it that makes it different. With that said, thoroughly enjoying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, again, I've, I've heard, I've heard of it. 
I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. Like I think, uh, I guess I'm going to say haven't had a chance. I just haven't had a desire to watch it because I really just didn't know what it was about. And I didn't yeah. care to look. I know Eugene Levy is in it. so he's usually, Which I love. Yeah, he's usually funny. And, and he does very, very well. And Catherine O'Hara was a stage actress. So like a lot of that background comes out in her playing the wife, the mother. Dan Levy is in it. He's the son. And he's honestly the whole reason to watch the thing. His character is just there's something so like, like I want to just protect him and be his friend and love him forever. I think you would really fall in love with one of the characters from the town of Schitt's Creek. Her name is Stevie. And she is basically Aubrey Plaza, but in a rural backwater town. So like what she may have been when she was living in Delaware before she got out. Like that's the vibe I get from this character every time that she comes on the screen. So I think you would love her. I felt a very strong kinship to Stevie as soon as she started talking. And I realized very quickly that this is the smart girl that didn't leave the town for some reason that we haven't disclosed yet. And she hates it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh my goodness. If you're telling me she's kind of like along that Aubrey Plaza line yes, and then she's very in that dry. kind of area. Like, eh, this is not going to go well for her. Yeah. I, I, I love her. She's great. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, and I got to jump back too with, so Shits Creek aside for a second. Mm-hmm. And how much, so how much is left of My Hero Academia as well? How much is left? That is a very good question that I do not know. I'm actually going to look it up. Aren't they on, because you said you just finished three. So aren't they, didn't just five just release? All right. Let's see. Season five release date. Yeah. That released yeah. like a week ago. Okay, there we go. I knew I wasn't too far. So off. there's at least five seasons, and I'm assuming there's going to be more. Oof. I, I just look at some of these things, and I just say I, I want to start them, but it's just it's God, so it's massive. So good. Just yeah. like just if I can suck it up and do it, because it's so good. Do you, because I think we've talked about this last week. It's like I'm trying to update my reference points of anime i'm trying hard you know yeah and this is this is a huge contemporary one this is kind of like if you were living in the world of anime in the early 2000s and you had not seen like naruto you were kind of out of it yeah like everybody watched that yeah i never that's kind of what this is okay i've never watched naruto i haven't watched inuyasha i haven't watched (gasps) yeah you know, uh, another one that I found we out about. We can no longer be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, One Piece is another one that I've heard. I, like, okay, I've so never... One Piece, I understand because it is like a thousand episodes. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I said, um, okay, can't do this one. So <laughs> My first, in, in my first anime, like a traditional anime was Inuyasha. Watching it on Adult Swim at like 2 a.m. Of course, yes. Yes, so it's it's so difficult to do this. And then the other struggle that I have is is that I feel like we talked about again last week. When I find anime and watch it, I'm I have I've never started an anime that I did not like. Yeah. And if I really like it, you know the next step I'm going to have to take, which I don't want to do, which is that's a reason why I avoid certain things because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to need to do what, Brittany? Get Go the ahead. physical media. Get the physical what? 
media or whatever. Okay, you know how to say it. Media. That's the That's, proper way to say it. Yeah, media. You get the physical it, media. Yes, the physical media. Exactly. And then add it to your extensive collection of physical media. Media. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm just concerned because I've, I've as Best Buy, you know, go, I, I was a frequent Best Buy person, well, used to be, you know, I would go through and I'd go through the Blu-ray album, I would see the My Hero Academia, and I'd say to myself, hmm, something is telling me I should just start watching this, but I, I don't want to. You would absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I know that's what's going to happen. Alex and I now, every every time it gets dark outside, like I just have this gut instinct to look at him and go, revelry in the dark. <laughs> see, and anyone going. who's seen that will understand and enjoy the Tokoyami reference. But yeah, um, okay. well, it's so good. Right. so good. And I feel left out, jeez. Yeah, you should do it. Just yeah, okay. One of mm-hmm. us, one of us. After I finish Psycho Pass. Okay. I'll start My Hero Academia after I finish Psycho Pass. You won't. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know my life. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. That's right. All right. So, so that's we, okay. my recommendation. Well, that's my that's what I've been doing is just continuing on the My Hero and starting to binge my way through Shit's Creek. All right. Good, solid nerding right there. Good, solid yeah. nerding. Yeah. Oh, geez. Now I'm trying to think. What have I done? Oh, oh, God. I don't know. I'm oh. still kind of like, all right, loyal and new audience members. Anytime Darian lets slip that he did something like outside of the norm of like going to Target or going to work, which he doesn't physically go to work anymore. Like I immediately start like I get so nosy and I start imagining what it is that he's doing. So I know he was doing something today before we were recording because he was worried we weren't going to be able to record tonight. So I just need the world to know that sometimes I will imagine whole worlds of what Darian does in his spare time because he refuses to let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, if you, you might want to take that imagination, how about you craft that into a show and then we can, we can and that you wouldn't to, watch. We could submit it to some <laughs> studio. Well, I mean, probably not, but we could, you know, there's a, we here now we could submit it to a studio and, you know, maybe make some money. Yeah, no. <laughs> no one would find the things in my head interesting. You'd be surprised. Look at all of the stuff that people watch. People watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, okay? That's valid. There are people out there that actually still watch the MTV channel. Does that exist? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh. I couldn't tell you the la- I couldn't tell you what channel it is. I couldn't tell you the does last time I flipped show to mu- it. Does it show music videos anymore? Did no, that stopped. It stopped at about at least what? <laughs> it definitely stopped at the last decade. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is it- I think the last thing I ever watched on that was probably TRL. Oh, maybe it was wow. like that that dating on the bus show. Did you ever watch that? That was so that, stupid. So that, great. That wasn't third wheel or um, fifth wheel. No, I don't think so. It was the one where it was like you, it was like, it was literally like speed dating, but everyone was on a bus. Wasn't it just called speed dating? No, I think it was something else. I know what you're talking about, though. I'm going to figure it out. It doesn't matter. No, it's you stay away from the MTV. Bus dating show on MTV. Let's find out. Next. It was called Next. Next. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, MTV really went down the drain 
after Fast. um well well that yeah and um the real world when the real world road rules challenges stop <sighs> having yeah they just started bringing in just random strangers that that weren't a part of yeah <laughs> that was when it got real bad yeah yeah and when you just sit there with certain people coming back four or five years like well, why are you still doing this they need the money <laughs> i mean it's just like <laughs> stop this you, you've been on yeah. here five or six years in a yeah. row why mm-hmm. anyway what on did that I do? note so what have you been doing well yeah what have you been doing Okay. Well, the first thing, as we record this, it is a Tuesday and we Mm -hmm. are two days away from the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. So Brittany, are you familiar with the concept of the NFL draft? Do you know what's associated with the draft? Well, that's whenever people like get picked for different teams, right? Yes, exactly. College players. People that don't have that aren't contracted. Yes, college players are selected by the te- by the all of the pro team the teams in the league and so on and so forth. And then it's you know people teams pick based on their record lat from the previous year. The, so is it the, only college kids in this one, or is it like free agents as well? No, this is just college. This is just college. Okay. Yeah. So I'm getting prepared for the draft okay. mentally. Because mm-hmm. the general manager for my team, my beloved Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. he stinks mm-hmm. and he doesn't listen to his scouts. And he mm-hmm. basically is just going to pick somebody that everybody is going to, you know, not want. Okay. And it's no fault of the kid. It's, it's not the kid. Yeah. It's the general manager and where he picks these people. So I have done radio silence i have not listened to any philadelphia sports talk radio for the better part of for the last five or six days Mm -hmm. because all of my rage and fury is going to come out on thursday after this pick is made do i need to do like a welfare check-in with you at some point on thursday make sure you're doing okay oh it's 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 (laughs) it's it's going to be okay because what i'm going to do is is i'm going to probably try and see if i can hop on twitter and i can share my displeasure with all of the eagles fans at every, in every crevice of the, okay. of the country and or okay. the world i'm glad you're building yourself a community to to kind of like work your way through this this struggling time yeah and it hasn't even happened yet mm-hmm. and i'm already going just i'm preparing myself to be angry yeah yeah. But outside of that, the other thing that I did was is that there was a pay-per-view on Sunday and it was a it was a uh, title for title match from wrestlers from two different companies. Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion versus Kenny by God Omega. Oh, OK. So I remember that name. And yes. you said the other guy was a Rich Swan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich Swan, he's the Impact Champion. And then Kenny by God Omega is the AEW champ. And yes, you have to say the whole thing. Kenny by God Omega. You say that every time, Brittany. I'm I'm more like focused on the fact that someone is a rich swan. Oh, jeez. That's what you <laughs> latch on to. So you yeah. see, do you see why I don't bring up wrestling to you? <laughs> this is this is these are the reasons why. <laughs> but I I watched the pay-per-view and I watched him win the title. So he is the AEW champion. That's a whole promotion by itself. And then he's Mm -hmm. also now the Impact World Champion. That's a whole other promotion. Oh, so he's got two belts. Well, no, he has four. Oh. He is also the heavyweight champion of AAA in Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. So 
it's a huge thing because it's historic. That doesn't typically happen. You're not going to have two people from different promotions fight for their the their respective world titles in the same match, and one person gets the belt and the other does. It just does not happen in wrestling. So it's mm-hmm. significant from a historical standpoint. Cool. So that was just amazing to sit there and watch and be a part of. So that's the main thing I did. That brought me joy. Well, that's cool. Absolutely. And again, Brittany, just for reference, you say the whole thing. So if you ever bring up Kenny Omega. Kenny by God Omega. That's right. Okay, cool. I can do that. Okay. I won't bring him up, but if I could, (laughs) I'll do it properly. (laughs) That's right. I mean, because you might be watching, you know, uh, a video. He might pop up, I don't know, on Rooster Teeth. I don't know. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, since he's a gamer. So, you know, just want to make sure that if you find yourself in that space that you say Kenny by God Omega. Okay. I'm trying to give you some cred with wrestling fans. Okay. Here. I can, I can do that. I, yeah, write I that down. thank you for upping my street cred when it comes to the world, the world or the wide world of wrestling. That's right. You know, I've told you to, you know, you should say that your favorite tag team in ROH are dim boys. No, no, I'm okay. sorry. Do I don't care that they're great. The fact that they literally come from 20 minutes away from my hometown that I very, very much like, like I left because I didn't fit in. That's they're so good. You don't understand. But they like they represent everything that I didn't fit in with. (laughs) It's you need to watch them in the ring. It's magic. Okay, I'll watch. Don't worry, I'll I'll send you some clips that you won't watch. I'll watch one or two sometime. No, you won't. Anyway, what's your recommendation? (laughs) Oh shoot. (laughs) Yeah, that recommendation. Hmm. God. I should have written one down. Would you like me to go while you try to figure out something? Sure. Okay, very good. <laughs> so what so what what I what I will recommend is given that we are about to have a main event of the evening where we talk about the greatest franchise in the history of film. I'm going to strongly encourage all of you out there, if you have your little Disney Plus, you know, your house of the mouse, because you're feeding into the machine, shame Mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. I would highly encourage you, if you haven't, to watch, because it should be up there, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, or Clone Wars, both just excellent shows in terms of expanding the Star Wars universe. Excellent shows. Either one. You can't, you can't go wrong. I'd probably say Rebels since that's a little bit of a quicker, it's a quicker journey than, than, uh, than Clone Wars. Gotcha. But Clone Wars is so good too. I've heard Clone Wars is a really, really good show. Yeah. If, if one is better than the other, you know, Clone Wars has more uh, room to breathe since it's had more seasons. Yeah. Even still, Clone Wars, if you have to pick one, Clone Wars is better than Rebels. Yeah. But both are, both are good. Oh, absolutely. Thousand cool. percent. Thousand percent. So did that give you enough time? Yeah, because I think I'll stick with a Star Wars adjacent thing as well. Okay, what we got? Um, in this case, I am going to recommend either the book or if you can find it. I don't know if you'd be able to find it on YouTube. You might be able to find it in some like Broadway.com like archives or something. But Carrie Fisher's one woman show also she made into a book, uh, Wishful Drinking. You've brought this up before. Highly suggest just because one one person shows are a whole different kind of beast. I mean, it is it is an, an it's a marathon. It is endurance. It is 
something that like there is no one else up there to save your ass if you forget your line right no safety you are on your own and the thing about carrie fisher's well well, i i think because i directly to the the performance she set up her stage in a way where she had her stories and she kept them like she knew how she wanted to present them and she knew in the order she wanted to present them in. And sometimes the phrasing would change from night to night, but she also gave herself the breathing room and the space to interact with whoever was in the front couple of rows in her audience every night. So she specifically worked with her tech team to make sure that like lighting wise, it, she wasn't blinded from seeing the audience, which is what happens in most shows. Like you physically cannot see the people in front of you, except maybe the front row if they're real darn close and there's no pit in between you and them. So she specifically set up her space in a way that it was very comfortable, very cozy, very much like this kind of speakeasy setup where she could have these conversations, have this very, these very real topics about her life. I mean, it's her memoir and she, she does not shy away from anything. And woman experienced a lot of life very quickly because of Star Wars primarily. But honestly, it is just, it, it is a really fabulous performance and any way that we can get Carrie Fisher now that she has passed as well. Like just those little reminders and getting to see her up on stage is just a joy. Yeah. I mean, I always marvel at people that are able to, you know, do the one, you know, a, a one person mm-hmm. show and whatever medium or what have you it may be, especially when you think about, you know, um, you know, stage performance, mm-hmm. acting or, you know, commentating, so to speak. It's just that it's that something like that is so it, 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 it at least in my experience it just seems like it's so rare and it's something that a lot of people do not want to tackle and quite frankly don't have the chops to tackle yeah and she did hers all uh, like in the same vein as like elaine stretch and a number of other performers where it was very much like it was a memoir it was them telling stories about their lives Whereas you've got people like Eddie Izzard and uh, John Leguizamo, who like they actually wrote whole whole shows where there are bits and there is storytelling and character creation and costume changes and set changes and all sorts of things. So there's like two different veins that you can go in for that kind of performance, that one person show, which one is they're both very impressive in very different ways. But Carrie Fisher's was like this the fact that she could get so raw and open with audiences every night, like without flinching. Impressive. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, even, even to even be able to, to do that, if you strip away and you don't have the the performance aspect, like you said, with the costume changes and things like Mm -hmm. that, being able to do something like that and still, and keep your audience captivated because when you're, when you're literally spitting facts, that's literally Mm -hmm. what is happening and making that, you know, interesting mm-hmm. and keeping the audience engaged and hooked on your every word because again some people have the capacity to do that and some people don't some people can be Agreed. interesting on paper but then when you get them up there in front they're not usually like what the Flat hell as a wall like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago with the whole michael bay thing like oh, oh yeah this, he's this genius <laughs> yeah okay but as you, get, you him get him up on stage and it's just like wow right i'm sure if you put a dead <laughs> 
maybe he needed to feel comfortable with a, a faux detonator in his hand. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he loves the explosions. They're his happy place. <laughs> That's, you know, 50% of the budget. That's true. For every movie. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent recommendation on your part as well. Continuing with this little Star Wars theme. Well, there you go. All right. So, Brittany, I have mm-hmm. to ask. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I mean, I'm always ready to talk Star Wars. I mean, okay, cool. Like, wow, that was quick. Anyway, so <laughs> pretty we had we threw it we threw together a little bit of an agenda for this episode just to try to stay stay on target. Ah, <laughs> here we go right away. So, <laughs> oh God. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. That one was good. You know. That wasn't bad. That was that was actually pretty well timed. It Thanks. seemed very natural. It was not forced. I appreciated it. It wasn't forced. Ah. Oh my god! I did it again. I made another <laughs> funny. No. <laughs> so we have a little bit of an agenda just to try to stay on track. We're just going to see where things go. Got some pointy questions, some open-ended questions. Blah blah blah. Yakety schmackety. Mm. I think they're going to be. I, I think because you and I again were so different for many reasons mm-hmm. and interests and things that that we connect with and stuff like that. I, I think that there's still going to be a lot of variety here. I, I, I don't know how much crossover there's really going to be when we talk about it, which is good. True, true. So I guess, I, I guess I'll start first and I have to ask you, I'll, I'll toss it to you. We wanted to talk about why, why in the frack are we Star Wars fans to begin with and how we were introduced to it. So, you know, I'm older than you, but not by much. So I'm going to guess that you mm-hmm. had the similar experience as me, but still, how is it that you, why, well, first, why are you a fan of Star Wars, period? Why am I a fan of Star yeah. Wars, period? Honestly, just because it's a really great story. And I mean, that's what got me into theater in the first place was the idea of being able to tell good stories. And this was a story that I had not at that point in time heard before. And I mean, I I will be totally honest with you. I'm not usually a huge sci-fi person. Like, I have to be in the right headspace to want to watch anything that is sci-fi. Like, that high sci-fi style. Space, all that stuff. I'm just kind of like, nah, okay, that's fine. I mean, I'll I'll watch it, I guess. But it's not like my top tier things. I will go high fantasy before I go high sci-fi. But there was something about the storytelling that felt very fantasy just in a star like in a in a sci-fi space and i mean the force is like its own kind of magic and it's just there was something about the characters and the way that the story was being told through these different these different films like it was a it was a saga it was an epic story to be told and i i think that's what drove me or brought me in and kind of hooked me from the very beginning. Yeah. And see, thinking about, you know, when I put this question down and thinking about you, you know, I think that's one of the things that happens is yes, Star Wars is science fiction, but yes, there is that fantasy element that mm-hmm. you're, that you're speaking to there. And that's why when I said, I was writing this question down, like this, this is probably what hooked her in because mm-hmm. there is a little bit of, <laughs> there is a little bit of genre bending there. Yes. Right? yes. Yeah. Now, okay, so the second part of this is, okay, now, I, I know the answer, but I just have to double check. How were you introduced to it? Meaning, where did you start? Okay, 
So what films did I start with? Or, or, or And that's why I just left it open property. Okay. Where did you start? Okay. So I started with the original trilogy. Okay, there we which go. Which are the only ones that matter. The Holy Trilogy. Yes. As, as they should be on VHS. Um, before, before a certain someone went back and fucked it all up. Um, but anyway, so the, I was introduced through the, the original trilogy and like, as I was growing up again, this goes back into like my inability to, to let my nerd flag fly as a younger person. Like I knew about Star Wars. I had friends that like mentioned Star Wars. I didn't have like, there wasn't like a Star Wars kid at my high school that I was aware of. Um, oh, nobody doing the lightsaber battles in the hallways too often. Like that happened from time to time, but it was never like, this is, it was more of like a popular culture thing rather than like, ah, let me use the force. Like there wasn't any of that. My mom liked it. And I remembered like she would randomly make little Star Wars jokes here and there. And I would like I knew the references, but it wasn't until I was in college and I started dating my now husband. And he is the one that actually had me sit down for the first time and watch the films all the way through, which is really sad that it took me that long to watch the films all the way through. It is. that is as far as like the actual like introduction to like when I watched it, how I watched it. Like that's that's my my introduction story, my origin story, if you will. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yes, it's it's good that and, and I know I'm going to sound like crotchety old man here, mm-hmm. but the way that you need to be introduced to this story, it, it is the first three. That That's just the that's only obvious, entry like... point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why would you do it any other way? I, do you do, want them to like it? I, it, it yes. You, you, it, it, I just can't envision. There was a time, you know, when uh, the first three had, or excuse me, the second three had come out. And then you said to yourself, right, one, two, and episodes one, two, and three. And you said to yourself, man, I wonder what it would be like for someone to watch these from the beginning. One, two, three, four. Because I think that people would would, would flame out and, and, and bail out on it. I would absolutely have bailed out. Yeah, yeah. And and it's unfortunate that now, even though the the first three are still the main, the the entry point, that if you tried to introduce somebody to it now, it would be, it's unfortunately going to seem like it's going to be a harder sell because of how it looks. Yeah. Well, I will say this, like, I remember it was one of the, it was like right before summer, I was in middle school. And I was in my shop class, which my uncle taught, by the way, small town world. And none of us wanted to do anything. It was hot because it was getting close to summer and the shop was always super hot. So we just turned off all the lights and then he put on whatever Star Wars it was that has Jar Jar Binks in it. And that's what he chose to put on. And I remember watching it and being like, what is happening? Why would anyone want to watch this? And that was the first time I actually watched any part of one of the films. So I absolutely agree. Anyone who starts with those, I I am impressed if they continue on. Now, I think a lot of younger generations now are meeting the Star Wars characters through things like Clone Wars and Mm -hmm. then moving backwards into the films. Yeah, because I mean, heck, but still, that's the thing. Clone Wars, I mean, Clone Wars got dark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so did Rebels. It got dark and brutal. Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome. What about you? Well, me, I mean, I was introduced with the Holy Trilogy, mercifully, thankfully. As Otherwise, who knows if we'd even be having this conversation right now? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 how that's how fate can can happen. Like, <laughs> it's just uh-huh. anyway. For me, in terms, you know, why I'm a fan, you know me. We're, we're on the opposite end of the spectrum here. You're more of a hardcore fantasy type of person. I am a hardcore, staunch sci-fi, sci-fi person. Yep. So for me, seeing all of the different, you know, characters and the robots, you know, again, that time period, you know, being a kid and, you know, all of the other stuff and like Transformers and G.I. Joe and, and all droids. of this other stuff. And told, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. The robots, the ships bounty hunters these these different worlds and planets and things were just so fascinating as a child and it's even today it's still fascinating with all of the things that are coming out how the story and the world or the universe excuse me how it continues to expand especially beyond the skywalkers mm-hmm. you know i mean the and it was the movies were sophisticated and still simplistic enough yes. to where you as a even your, as a younger viewer, you knew what was going on and how in certain concepts you maybe not have been able to put specific words or terminology to it, but you knew what certain things meant. You know, yeah. the basic notion of good versus evil, mm-hmm. the, the, then the hero's journey, the idea of, of destiny, you know, sins of the father, you know, um, becoming your own person yep. and, and not being what others want you to be or expect you to be. Absolutely timeless themes. A a thousand percent. So again, as a younger person at that point watching this stuff, it's like, oh, well, clearly this is referring (laughs) to the hero's journey. And we are discussing the concepts of destiny and fate Mm -hmm. and free will and blah. No, but you knew like, oh man, like this is his father and he's going to turn into his father if he's going to go down the same path as his father. Right. You you yeah. you picked that stuff up because that's what I mean. It was it was sophisticated and there was a level of simplicity to it that a younger person you could latch on to those concepts. So that's why I was such a fan in the beginning. Yeah. And why I'm still one now. Now, did you like whenever you were first introduced to the films, was it like you went with some friends? So you had like that peer aspect to it? No, I wasn't that old at the time. <laughs> I mean, you never man, know, man. Was, you were watching Poltergeist yes, at six. No, I, I didn't get, I, I was, I didn't get a chance to see any of them in the theater when they first came out. No. So I watched you them watched all. Any of the new ones. Huh? You could have watched the new ones. Oh, well, yeah, of course. One, two, and three. Yeah. Oh, they, well, that's what you were asking was mm-hmm. those. I will never forget. So the first, okay, get right out. So I, this is high school. So episode episode one drops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy bleep. Day one is H. Day mm-hmm. one, Brittany. Yeah. And you get out and, you're just, and I just said, what the hell was that? <laughs> so this is 20 plus years ago. And I'm sitting like, I'm just... This was so boring. Yeah. How? Oh my god! You trade federations don't do it for you. It was. It was. It was brutal. I mean, do you remember that episode of Buffy where 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 uh, Andrew is tied up and he makes a joke? It's like I'm bored. Episode one, bored. Yes. <laughs> it was just. It was so bad. The only thing that uh, saved it was that was that damn lightsaber duel yeah. with. Um, you know, with with the Darth Maul and Qui Gon and Obi Wan. That's only let's thing that face saved it, it, though. The the duel, like the double lightsaber. 
Yes. That thing was fucking sick. Yes, exactly. Like it was it was off it was awful, Brittany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then because the, the, the second one, of course, I went and saw that in the uh in the theater with friends. The third one I saw in the theater with friends and I laughed so inappropriately in the third <laughs> one <laughs> for, for multiple reasons. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. And then the more recent ones I've gone with my father to see all of them. Yeah. This second trilogy and then uh and then Rogue One and Hunt and Solo. Yeah. So that's like because he introduced me to it. So that's kind of that's what's one of our things. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely has a significance there as well. Okay, now gotta ask. All right. So what is your favorite movie or series or book or whatever? Property, media, it doesn't matter. Okay. I know, tough choices. Okay. So my my gut instinct originally was A New Hope. Okay. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I was like, no, my favorite, because I'm sticking with the actual films. Like I get the Mandalorian is like non is like not included in this because it's absolutely fabulous. But as you far can... as like the films are concerned, okay. I think I have to go with Return of the Jedi simply because of the Ewoks. <laughs> oh my and the fucking treehouse scenes. Like whenever they're fucking battling, it is the best. I love the, the Ewok battle. I love it so much. I oh, love God. it. I so was really much. hoping. I was really hoping. See, do you see what I mean? Hope is a lie. I was really hoping crafted, you know, asking this question is like, please, God, anything but her saying this. And mm-hmm. and here you are saying the Ewoks. I'm here to provide. Yeah, absolutely. if we're not if we're including like absolutely anything, I might yeah. actually have to edge it out and say the Mandalorian series. Like that was just it was something I wasn't expecting. It was something that I didn't know I needed or wanted. And then once I had it, it was just like this is this is amazing. Okay, now I have to this ask is you. so well done. Now hold on, I have to ask you what is this recency bias and is this because of fracking Grogu? No, for me, it was something where when I was first introduced, I, I mean, you know this about me. I love Yoda. I like, I love Yoda. I find him to be like, he speaks to Frank Oz. That's who, that's who voices him, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Frank Oz had said at some point something about how like Yoda speaks to the soul, like in his simplicity of like the things that he's trying to get across. And I like, I, I really feel that. I know you hate him and I don't care. I love him. And what he stands for. I also, I I love an academic. And let's be honest, that's totally his thing. And he loves like screwing with people. Like, and I'm here for that chaotic good energy. So while yes, being able to see like a tiny other member of that species was nice. I mean, recency bias might have something to do with it to an extent. For me, I think what was so exciting about the Mandalorian was that it was a brand new set of stories that is creating a new arc on all on its own that is within the universe. So I'm still getting a lot of the things that I liked about the universe. We get those great little cameos. We get these callbacks to the, to anybody who's watched any of these things before, but it is its own separate story that I can very easily see continuing to create its own like epic saga along those same lines as the original. It's got a spinoff, right? And that's exciting to me. 
like a whole new story that isn't being told by someone who's going to come back in and like screw it up in a couple of years. Like that is really exciting to me. And honestly, like the whole Mandalorian culture, that was like Boba Fett was freaking cool. Yeah. Boba Fett was cool. There wasn't enough Boba Fett in the original trilogy. No, there was not. <laughs> there was not enough Boba. There needed to be more. And now we get that. Like we get more of that history. We get more of that story. We get more of that lore. And I am all about the lore, as we all know. Oh, I so, knew when we, when we were going to do this episode that I need to get the it. The lore. <laughs> it should have been a shot every time Brittany says lore. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be drunk. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I she's not going to be able to get through this whole episode without using the word lore. No oh, no, it's- absolutely not. It's coming. It's, it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think as far as films are concerned, I'm going to have to go Return of the Jedi simply for the Ewoks. That's pathetic. Honestly. But overall, I'm going to have to go Mandalorian. Okay, thank you. We'll we'll, we'll work with your with with the Mandalorian because okay. just the, I mean, we're talking about a vast universe and all you have done is key in on Ewoks. That's okay. shameful. Okay. No, it is not. Absolutely. Wicket is amazing and everything about the Ewoks. I mean, you have to remember Darian I am a tiny person yeah, with a lot of chaotic energy. Mm-hmm. I connect with those Ewoks on so many different levels, literally and figuratively. I just don't know. And I can't more. like there's there's so much just joy that I get from watching those scenes. It's undescribable. And that is why I'm putting it there. I just don't what know about what's you? More. I just don't know what's more absurd here. Hold on. You've got Imperial troopers traipsing through the forest and they are getting pelted by rocks and sticks and they are Mm -hmm. getting beaten. That's Mm -hmm. pitiful. Mm -hmm. You see what happens when you bootleg people? You just just depreciation in each copy. But here's the thing. Like they weren't expecting it. It's the the art of surprise. It's just it was even as a kid, even as a kid back then, I just sat there and I said, this is insane. I love it so much. Out of the original three, that is the one I, I, I out of that is the one I watch the least. Really? Absolutely, I watch it the least. That's sad. And on the opposite end of that, since you asked me, what my favorite is yes, out of the whole property, I'm still going to go with the with the movie as well. And it's it's it, for me, it's episode four. It just it's a new hope. Yeah, it's, it's always going to so be my number good. one. I mean, that's basically what the new the new trilogy, like the the first film that came out. What was that called? What's what's seven? Uh, oh god, I don't even remember titles. Anymore. I don't remember I what think. it was called. Force but Awakens. Bas- Thank that's you. it. It was just a rehashing of a new hope, which was fine because I'm going to go off topic here. But see, I was okay with that because that was that was the studio and that was you know the writers and everybody saying that hey hey Star Wars fans. We know, we know, we'll talk, we, we know what, what happened with one, two, and three. We want to make sure that we, we, we know that you're okay. Here, have this fan service film as we start this new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Love you, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that. I, and then I enjoy, break I, Chewie's heart. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I can't, no. He don't still even, never got a medal. Look, he didn't get a medal. This I is, can't. It's disrespectful. You know, you know, it was the. Justice I, for Chewie. Look, listen. I don't even like bringing up episode seven, okay? Because I can't, I can't watch the end of it. I can't watch it. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, 
I can't do it. <laughs> I will not allow myself to do it. That movie is what? What? What is this? Twenty twenty one. That came out in what? Twenty what? Fifteen. Probably something. So the like movie that. is six years old, and I said I yeah. can't. I can't. Well, I, I will. I don't think I will ever watch that scene again. Yeah. I mean, but you yes, knew it was coming. I know. I know. I know. You're that doesn't daughter. mean it didn't hurt. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so um, episode four is my favorite, just because I I always it's a great I have standalone a, film. Yes, and I just like the beginning of things. More often than not, I like the first installment of something more than anything else. Because now, granted, I know from a story standpoint, it's not the beginning. But for me, it's my beginning yeah. of Star yep. Wars. Yep. So it's always going to be my number one. Always. It's just it just had everything. Yeah, everything. that's understandable. That's totally understandable. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, hold, now, this is a tough one. I, I I can probably guess a couple of yours. What is your Rushmore of Star okay, Wars? So character? I want a clarification. Yeah. So what, is there a list of, like, is there a number you're looking for? You, Rushmore means you get four spots. Okay. So you get your four. Okay. You get four spots. Okay. That's it. Ooh, okay. So. Across the entire universe everything yeah and that's that's hard like that's just really hard to do who sticks out to you record okay well obviously yoda like that's that's there like you don't have to rank order them just your top four you know yoda is up there yeah okay so there's 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 no turning back that is there for me leia all right uh, just because she's like this strong, badass queen of a woman who uh, really don't need no man. <laughs> and I'm here for that. You're going to hate this. If you say wicked, I swear on all that's You good. bet your sweet buns I'm saying wicked. Jeez. I love wicked. I love him. I almost named my dog wicked. <laughs> he looks like wicked. There are times that I feel like we made the wrong choice in naming him after the king of the Koopas, and he should have been named after the king of the Ewoks. (laughs) So there's that. As far as that fourth character, that's where things get tricky for me. Same for me. That happened to me, too. It really does. Because, I mean, as far as, like, the whole saga is concerned... Mm. Do you put Han or do you put Chewie? Well, let's let's look at your MO here. I think Chewie needs his respect. Chewie needs to be up there. There we go. No, it's Chewie. It's Chewie. They're just like they're they're such a com a combination character set. You know what I mean? Like you can't have one without the other sort of setup. Like you can't have just peanut butter or just jelly. You gotta have both for it to be good. Like you're you're missing half of them if you don't have both of them together but chewy needs his just desserts like he needs he needs the award this time it's your it's your rushmore it's your yeah. rushmore yeah he needs that's that. that's fine i mean yeah yeah so you got i have you, the creatures yes. and leia <laughs> <laughs> three creatures and leia okay well so there's a theme there well guess what there's going to be a theme with mine and it shouldn't be a shock is you lando already, up there is who up is, is lando no, 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 Lando didn't make the cut. Lando has the best name ever. 
I'm yeah, Lan- Cal Rizian. It's the best name. I'm sorry. He didn't make the cut. That's I, fine. He, he didn't make the cut. So Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what else is there to really say? The band survived the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget when he went in that Sarlacc pit watching it as a kid. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. I was gutted. It's like, this can't be the end of Boba Fett. It's not. Yeah, so you know it, it, it wasn't thankfully. I, I found out you know only you know what a decade and a half later. Mm-hmm. So, so Boba Fett, you know, because of all of the things. I mean, he was just he when you saw him in that in um in Empire, he just you know with that row of bounty hunters, he just stood out. I said, who is this dude with the helmet and the backpack and the and the gun and all of this other type of stuff? He was just different. Yeah. So he just had a he just had a sick look to him. He was just he was just looked like a badass. Then you got Han. I gotta have Han in there. That Han mm-hmm. is my dude. So yeah. you know the scruffy looking nerf herder, loner, but then you know has a heart of gold. Oh, absolutely. The reluctant hero. The reluctant hero. Excellent story. Excellent mm-hmm. story. Excellent. Uh, excellent character for him to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the solo story, even though a lot of people didn't like it, I thought it was fun, and I thought it added to you know the lore. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it's Sanitarian. Say the lore. Right. <laughs> added to the lore of Han Solo in the story, especially the uh, the castle run. Yeah. Again, like I said before, I will. I have no intentions to ever go back and watch, you know, uh, the end of episode seven, that scene. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. So mm-hmm. that lets you know how much Han speaks to me that I just won't I refuse to watch it yep. or rewatch it. The lone and then wolf if, dies. I can't do it. Yeah. And, and then he was just smug and arrogant and smarmy. It was just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know and a smart ass. It's mm-hmm. just. I love just that. Connect with that. Yeah. And then Django Fett, of course. Okay. Understandable. Um, Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, and the re- I used to go back and forth between Django and Boba being my number one, but it's going to be Boba, but Django Fett, especially in episode two, because that was my favorite thing in episode two, was him out there whooping Obi-Wan's ass. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and then, you know, when he got his head chopped off, I'm like, well, yep. good God almighty. I mean, I know he had to go, but this is just the disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Django Fett. And then my last one, this is where I, I rack my brain. It was a three-way tie between Admiral Thrawn, Bo-Katan, and then Sabine Wren. But then I said, I need to pick. Mm-hmm. And I had to pick Sabine Wren. Interesting. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I wasn't going to peg that for you, but okay. I mean, but hey, where's she from? Where's her home? Where's her Where's her home? It's well, Mandalore. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so, oh, you thought I was going to pick Bo-Katan, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I but swore it, you were going to go that way because she's still Mandalorian. That's right, right. But it's Sabine because, you know, with being in the ghost crew and all of that stuff on in Rebels, she revealed her whole i don't have you do you know the story her story or have, did i don't you see know any the Rebels? whole backstory now okay i won't go into a whole bunch of detail but you know she was from mandalore she was this uh she's like she's like an explosive expert mm-hmm. and one of the things that happened is is that she developed weapons and, and bombs and what have you for the empire at one point okay and the empire ends up using those weapons and bombs against her own people Oh, so, yeah. So she ended up having to she ended up having to leave and she was basically an outcast. So I always like the the loner outcast mm-hmm. type of character, the pariah, because I always yeah. think that they're so fascinating because they're 
they're constantly battling themselves and mm-hmm. they're and the ones that that uh, I really really like they're actively trying to it's like they're trying they're paying penance you know yep. through their you know through being a pariah and, and actually staying a pariah and staying closed off to a degree right it's their own kind of subconscious way of paying a penance and all of that stuff came out during I forgot the damn name of the episode uh, trials of the dark star saber because you know so because you know about the dark star saber obviously mm-hmm. from, from the Mandalorian then you know what the history that that has with their yep. with, with Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff came out when she was training with with uh, with Kanan on Rebels. So just her story and where she came from, what she had to overcome. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked her over over Bo Katan. That's legit. Yeah. So that so that's that's by four. So three 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 technically three Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. You had three creatures, and I technically had three Mandalorians. Let's let's face it though, Han had the spirit of a Mandalorian. Yeah, but his his person yeah, spirit probably, <laughs> but personality absolutely, absolutely not. not. Yeah, you, no his way. face was too pretty, and he knew it. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, yeah. So we don't hide that. Too. Yeah, that just he just doesn't follow anyone's rules, not even his own. Okay, yeah. now now here's the other one. The easiest thing, this is gonna be the easiest question is to say, who is your least favorite character? George R. Banks. Okay. Duh. Okay. Like what the fuck was his point? Now let me ask you this, because that's so easy that and I'm not disagreeing with you, and that's but that's I think such it was it, for me, it 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 was leaning into the disrespect aspect. For me, it was just like I don't understand. Like why you were added? No, I do. That's a lie. It was kids. a money grab. They wanted the kids, That's but right. it's like, exactly could you at least have made something interesting and a lot less racist? Like that would have been great. That would have been a better option. Maybe we go that route. If you want me to pick something other than Jar, yeah, Jar? because that's the that's the that's the the obvious standout, yeah. right? And I think a, a vast this, majority of people are going to say that for for obvious for obvious reasons. So that yeah. one aside, if you had to pick somebody. Who would it be? Like, oh, I can't stand this person. So this might be strange, primarily just because it's like, no, I'm going to stick with it. I do not like Anakin. I just don't. I think Padme deserved so much better. I think Anakin is a whiny little bitch. And I don't like him. See, and here we are. (laughs) <laughs> can, can we take a moment here and let's really break this down for a second so yeah emo anakin yeah everybody knows the story we all got that okay but if we look at the if we look at the context here mm-hmm. how much of that is the creation is is that due to society because let's take a look here from day one mm-hmm. that that jerkwad Yoda, too young Qui-Gon had to fight to get him to be able to allow him to be an apprentice, okay? Do you, that, do you blame Yoda for not wanting to work with Anakin crybaby Skywalker? Well, maybe if he had actually been more nurturing. Or maybe, maybe he, Yoda saw what was potentially there and was just like, no, this is not a good choice. Oh, really? Oh, really? And then you got everybody else behind him sitting up there, yeah, he was too young, blah, 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 yakety smackety. Meanwhile, you find out years later, decades later, you go sit up there and teach, you, you go teach Luke. So clearly, if you sat there and you wanted to teach Luke, who had the same issues going on, then guess what does that mean? You could have well, taught Anakin. But here's the deal. Like, 
the whole reason he taught Luke was so that he could stop Anakin. Yeah, because who who messed it up in the first place? Well, he wouldn't have messed it up in the first place if he didn't have to like if he wasn't forced to deal with that little whiny son of a bitch. Like I hate well, him. Look- like I I don't hate him. I understand his purpose in the larger arc of the story. What I'm saying is that if I had to pick a least favorite character, he's the one that I do the eye roll for the most when watching films. Look, I blame, like I said, I blame Yoda for, for, for half of this stuff. I blame Yoda. You blame Yoda the, for everything. And then the Jedi Council. And then if I want to, if I remember correctly, my, my my timeline is fuzzy. But I do recall, I believe, uh, in, in, in Clone Wars, Ahsoka was framed for something. Uh, for, it was flame. Well, I forgot. She was what, she, what was it? A bombing or something like that? I don't know. I haven't she actually was, gotten to see Clone Wars all the way through. Okay, it's been a while. But she was framed i believe for a bombing and then the jedi count and you know nobody believed nobody believed her and then except anakin and you know you know and then you know so this is the jedi council if i'm not mistaken if i recall it's been so long but she ends up leaving the jedi council because she felt like like okay i how you know how can i if you don't have faith in me how can i stay here and a lot of people are going to argue and suggest that that played a significant role in Anakin going down the dark path as going down the dark path as well. So again, Jedi Council. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Well, the Jedi Council is more than just one person. Well, who is the head of it, Brittany? But it's more than just one person. I know it's more than one person. But who is the 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 end? The, the, essentially, the end all be all. How many times have we been sitting in a room where it's like, hey, everyone says one thing and one one person says the other thing? Whatever. So obviously, as I'm sitting up here <laughs> and I am telling you this, you know who my least favorite character is. Yeah, you hate Yoda. We know this. He, he's sanctimonious. He's dismissive. And he's selectively narrow minded. I appreciate that from him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying all the reasons why I love him. Well, so see, there you go, people. You want to blame, you know, you want to blame, you know, uh, um, you want to find a reason for Anakin continuing down that dark path or that being solidified. Why don't you blame Yoda and the Jedi Council? Boom. Or you could also just blame Anakin for being a whiny little bitch. You know, who literally gets to marry the coolest, most like badass queen and just doesn't like he he doesn't do anything with her like he doesn't let her be a badass more uh did you not see episode two in the arena he is he's a limp noodle this is so sad i I expected so much the people around her i expected so much more from you right here i really did I, this Why? Is, this, <laughs> I don't know. That was yeah, a shame on me. You should know me better than that. Yeah, that was stupid. What am I thinking yeah, about that? Yeah, and I knew oh. you were gonna just take this time to like straight up like trash Yoda, and that's yeah. fine. I'll let you do it, but yeah, because yeah, I kind of teed you up because I said, okay, she's gonna say Jar Jar Binks. Obvious, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes Jar Jar Binks for the most part. So yeah. except probably I think it's just a terrible choice. And, terrible right? Choice. Yeah, nobody. Can, yeah, because well. That was one of the many things I said, what the hell is this? You know, after coming out of episode episode one of the theater, like, what are mm-hmm. we doing here? So I knew you were going to go there. So that's why I had to have a backup. And I yeah. knew you were going to pick Anakin. I knew you would. Well, because he's I mean, also low hanging fruit. He's so whiny. What do you, uh... what, do you, what, do you, what do you expect? He's ripped from his home. Okay. 
he, he, he you know, take it all the way across the galaxy. Wasn't Leia? Say that again. Wasn't Leia? Well, look, Brittany, she didn't know anything. She was a baby. She was like, okay, she what about Ray? What about Ray? She was grown. She was ripped from her home. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. I forget. Well, you know, Palpatine, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess who wasn't a little whiny bitch? Do we want to talk about that? You know what, Brittany? Not everybody can adjust the same way. Yeah, but I'm saying that the smart, strong, badass women in the films can, and this little bitch of a man couldn't figure it out. You know, you know what? This so, is so I am so yeah. I don't. I right I don't. I don't. I mean, I understand. It's like everyone deals with things differently, and the that's man, fine, whatever. The but child it, was all I'm saying path. is that if that was a female character, she would not have been allowed to have been that whiny all the freaking time. But since it was a dude, they let it slide, and he's terrible. And I don't. Well, like nobody. Him. But see, I'm defending a. Nobody likes Anakin. Nobody liked Anakin. He's the worst. Nobody did. I mean, Jar Jar's the worst, but he's like the second worst. Yeah, nobody, nobody liked Anakin. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So great. last before we before we wrap it up. Okay. What do do you have a favorite Star Wars moment? I love you. I know it is that. There, there's something so tied in that moment that just makes me so joyous internally. And it's, it's just such a great moment because it's so, it's so perfect for the two of them. Definitely. And then combine that with the moment whenever Han is like all up in his feels about the fact that Leia and Luke are like really chummy. And he, she basically comes up to him and be like, you dipshit. He's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. He, he's like, oh, well, then why? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, that, that moment that I love you and the I know, it's just such a badass line. It's so good. It's classic. It's iconic. You can't, it's I can't, so uh, good. can't argue with that with you on that one. Yeah. Okay, good. <sighs> What about you? Well, you can say all you want. You can hate Anakin all you want, which mm-hmm. is fine, and I don't care. Mine is a moment. I guess it's it's more more of a more of a, a a series of moments. The lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and Anakin in Episode Three. That it's is a great fight. The, that is without doubt, yeah, the best lightsaber duel in the entire franchise. There's nothing that's going to make me think otherwise. It's a really great fight. I will oh. admit that wholeheartedly. Oh, it was epic. It was epic. And I'm not using that word just haphazardly. <laughs> it was freaking epic. Yeah. And it was just, and when he's fighting, you know, you can see, you can see the just, not the, the sadness in Obi-Wan's face as he's fighting this dude. It's just, he's just really brokenhearted. <laughs> and he if he's like I, I i might have to kill the this man. emotion in that fight is what makes it so good i mean I like choreography wise like it's pretty stunning but it's the emotion specifically of obi-wan oh absolutely and and then just the in the, the music behind that i will mm-hmm. never forget when that soundtrack came out i would take it was called the song was called battle of the heroes 
and I would crank that thing in my car all the way up <laughs> and I would have all the windows down. Like, no, nah, y'all, you need to hear this and you need to hear me coming from a mile away. I am <laughs> sharing this joy with the world. Experience it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Even when I had the windows up, you heard it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that now, makes a lot of sense. Not just because of the fight, but also because of the scoring. You are so connected to the music of films and especially this this whole franchise. Like yeah. that makes so much sense that that is immediately your, your go-to moment. Oh, it has to be. It's just so good. Now, granted, it's so fueled by that music. Definitely. John Williams is, is, a, is, a, is a musical genius. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, granted, it led to several moments that I laughed inappropriately in the theater. <laughs> I yes, I can see that. Brittany, I'm going to tell you this. When he sits there, maybe I don't know if you if you if you got to see any of these. In the, did you ever see any of these? In Not in the theater. No, no. no. OK, so we're sitting there and I'm with one of my friends. And we're sitting there watching this. And when Anakin is, you know, crawling and talking about, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When when that one, that one piece of fabric catches fire, that's <laughs> just, I lost it. I said, oh, my God. This, how ridiculous is this? This one little piece of fabric. I think it just turns everything into, he turns every scene that could potentially be quite wonderful into, like, I don't know, some sort of like, oh God, like a, like a daytime drama. It, it was so melodramatic. I mean, I know that they had to write something for, to, to find another, a reason for him to have to be in the suit fully mm-hmm. because obviously him losing limbs. I mean, that ain't a big deal, right? You just, you know, slap some stuff on there and then you're good to go. Yeah. But you know, him need to be encased in the, in the, in the suit at all times. Uh-huh. You couldn't have done something better than that than mm-hmm. just a, a thread catching fire. Yep. Oh yep. God. Yep. I never laughed so hard. Well, I, yep. I would say never laugh so hard that until the, he gets up and no. <laughs> and God, that again. sound clip, that sound clip is so good. Oh, it's 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 legendary. It's it's, legendary. it's a great one. It's a great moment. Yeah, and I it's this moment where you should be just like, wow, this is really sad, but you you, you can't, can't though. You can't though. Yeah, it's too. It it's just too sucks. It just sucks so much because Anakin sucks, but Darth Vader is cool as shit. They're the same guy. But Darth Vader is a different person. So okay, so the person with with, with emotional scarring, you know, you suck. Has but depth. The, but the person killing people and just choking people out, like like. Like gangbusters. Oh yeah, because you he has all of this depth, and he is using it. He is no longer a whiny little baby. He is using all of this pain to make these terrible decisions, albeit. But he's making these decisions based in his pain. He's not sitting there like I don't know, just blaming everything on a bunch of other people around him in the world, and just like cry, cry, I hate everything. He is like, okay, I am the master of my own universe. Yeah, I hurt, but I mean, this is my world now. And I'm gonna this make is the, best the most of it. this can, do you do you, we we are we are officially in bizarro world right now. <laughs> because usually it's me who's latching on to the villain. But Darth Vader's it, cool. 
weird, weird. Oh yeah, he's cool. I'm not going to deny that because I, I like villains. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm defending Anakin, and you were saying, "Well, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. This is unreal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last thing before. Okay, I completely forgot. I left this one off. So forgive me. I'm so sorry. We'll just keep it to one. What is well, your well, your, I guess your favorite quote would be tied in with the favorite moment. Then correct. Okay, so no. Oh, okay. What, what, what would you? What, what would be your favorite quote out of the out of what you have watched or experienced from Star Wars? So the one that I live by is "Do or do not." There is no try. Ah, like I live enough. so much of my life by that. Okay. With that said, I do have to throw out here: rebellions are built on hope. Dang on Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Damn you. It's such a great line. It is. It is. It's it a, is it's such a, a great line. line. And it is one that is slowly becoming part of my like daily affirmations. <laughs> I, I would like to take credit for directing you to that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Reminding you of that. Yes. There so what go. about you? Oh, there's just too many. I know. It's, it's really hard, right? I mean, it, it's a tie. I got I to gotta ride the fence here and say two. So one is Darth Vader, where, he's, you know, where he meets Obi-Wan again. He says, the circle is now complete. When mm-hmm. I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yep. That's my one. And then take your weapon. Strike me down with all of your hatred and your <laughs> journey to the dark side will be complete. <laughs> the amount of times that we just will randomly like look at one another and be like, let the hate flow through you <laughs> or like do it. <laughs> it's That's just right. like the, the Palpatine has some of the best lines. He does. He <laughs> he's does. like such a shithead, but he's got some of the best lines. <laughs> He absolutely And does. his weird little voice that he does for all. It's so good. It's such a good combination. I am the Senate. <laughs> Do it. You strike me down. Oh, it's so good. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was awesome. So I got to. So before we wrap up here, do you have any final points that you want to make about Star Wars? Like, is there something that, you know, you didn't get to say or that sticks out or is there, what are you looking forward to with the property moving forward? If anything comes to mind? Honestly, I mean, as far as like moving forward, I'm really excited to see this next like bit of the Mandalorian series and the spinoff that they were teasing as well. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about how those are going to go. Like I'm excited to see where those stories go. Cause like I said earlier, just the idea of a whole new, like possible trilogy like a more saga length set of like stories. That's really exciting. I think the main thing that I kind of just, if you are listening and you have never watched Star Wars for whatever reason, this take this as a moment, like as your, as your sign to go watch at least a new hope. Just because there were so many years that I was just like, I was like low key interested and I never let myself do it. And do it. <laughs> In the words of Palpatine, do it. Um, but like legit, like go out there and watch it. And if it, if you like it, great. If you don't, that's totally fine too. But it's something that it's it's so a part of like the the cultural zeitgeist 
that everybody understands something about it. Like everyone understands the core concepts. Everyone knows the main like one-liners, the characters, like the main characters. Everyone knows all of that. The music still plays in stadiums. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they're like, people will hear the, you hear the Imperial March and everyone immediately, like their spine stiffens a little bit, but it's, it's something where I highly suggest just like, give it a chance, take a look, see what it is. Unrelated. I really want to go to the, the Star Wars land. I know. I really want to go to that. I know. Like really bad. I know. I know. I think it would be so much fun. I have to take out a small loan, but uh, but yeah, I hear you a thousand percent. So like everybody wear your freaking masks and like let's let's get this pen and let's get out of this panini so that I can go to Star Wars World, uh, Star Wars Land. That's right. This is Qui Gon Jin says another opportunity will present itself. Mm -hmm. Someday. This is the way. This is the way. That's right. That's right. What about you? I'm just rattling off. Well, I mean, it's uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cheap and easy, so to speak, and just say the book of the book of Boba Fett. I mean, because <laughs> I know, right? I'm so interested. Yeah, I mean, him sitting on that, uh, you know, in uh, in, uh, in the palace oh, that or whatever. of his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He just you know, often bid Fortuna. Oh well, but <laughs> could have made himself useful. But oh well. Yeah. But so, I mean, that's probably the, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is, is the book of Boba Fett. And then on yeah. the cer- on the side is just what the what the new movies are going to look like. Yeah. It is now that we are officially and it's not that I don't like Scott. It, it's just it's it's so refreshing when you got stories that just don't involve a Skywalker. It's just a refreshing take. It's just yeah, it's it just it breathes new life into into the story. Yeah, we really didn't even touch on like the new trilogy. Like, I, mean, I love the idea of Finn. Like, I love that idea of yeah. a stormtrooper that's basically like, never mind, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, bucking the system. Yeah, like love that idea. Poe is just fabulous. Like, he's he's got a lot yeah. of Han energy that I thoroughly enjoy. A thousand percent. Ray is another badass female that I am down for. And honestly, like I make so much fun of Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I like you, him. Wait a minute. Now hold the F on. Hold on. It's one of those things where it's like the first, the first like two films. I was like, man, you suck. You're so annoying. It's the Anakin's thing. But then like he gets better. As the films progress, maybe it's also just because there's something about him and his high-waisted pants that just makes me <laughs> giggle. And I got it's endearing. <laughs> this is unreal. Wait a minute. Now you're sitting here telling me that you like Kylo. I could not. Did I say? Well, I don't think that I, I wouldn't say that like I like him. I feel like he is an interesting, he has potential. To yeah, be okay. an interesting character if they continue forward with these stories. Well, he's Especially gone now, so through it his relationship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's gone. Through his relationship with Ray, he became a more interesting character. This is unreal. This is unreal. I didn't say he was likable, just interesting. Okay, now it's interesting. Okay, walk that back. Don't worry, we've got it on tape. That's fine. That's fine. But uh yeah, we didn't talk about the I mean <sighs> What is there really? What is there really to say? 
I mean, for me personally, I I I haven't gone back and re- and rewatched any of them. I, I haven't either. Like it that those were like one and done. Whereas the original trilogy, I'll go back and watch again. Yeah, it's just it's again the first the, the episode seven. I thought they did a good job. Again, I guess it was it a copy and paste of episode four. Absolutely, it mm-hmm. was a copy and paste. But it was I enjoyed it thoroughly. I did not feel that way about the second one or about episode eight. I just, it, it just came off as. It was fine. It was like Empire Strikes Back, but in reverse. Yeah. And, and I just, I mean, Luke being this, you know, crotchety old man. I, Rogue I guess that's, One was a better new film. Oh, oh my God. Absolutely. That's Island my third favorite. That's my third favorite Star Wars Rogue film. One was a much better film. I've watched that so many times. It's not even funny. I think I've actually watched that multiple times. Oh, it's so good. And and this is the, la- I guess this will be the thing that I say that to end in terms of things that I didn't think I said that I didn't mention. That is the most interesting thing to me that they, that's been able to been, that's been done is being able to still do these stories when there isn't, when you know what the end result to a degree is. Yeah. And being able to write these characters and introduce these characters that are practice that are just basically one-offs specifically mm-hmm. rogue one yep. and making you invested in them right away I, I know rogue one was a bit thin in terms of the story but yeah i was gonna say it, the characters are what drove me through that i mean yeah. the, for me knowing what was going to happen made the whole ending lose its urgency which is problematic in a storytelling in a storytelling way but the characters themselves made it so good now, really, see, I didn't feel that way. I mean, I yeah, knew what I, the end it, result was. Yeah, I, I, it lost some of the urgency because it was just like those moments where they're just like, are they going to make it? Of course they are. I already know what happens. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't, I I was too stuck in the meta at that point to, to really feel the urgency in those moments. See, that's funny because this one in particular, out of all of the one, the newer ones that have come out, the Rogue One, I allowed myself to really get lost in it. Mm-hmm. And, and despite the fact that you don't get a significant deal of backstory with, you know, the characters outside of, outside of Jen, it, it, it was, I knew that they weren't going to make it, but you just sat there and you just, I was saying to myself, maybe just one. Yeah. <laughs> like I was really invested in all in, in that whole crew. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I thought was just, for me, was so, was so awesome is that I was able to get invested that quickly with people I knew really weren't going to be there, but I was still just like, oh, come on, just just, just one person. Get just yeah. one person make it. I could see that. <laughs> right. But then when they killed KS, I was like, oh, KSO, like, oh, good God. I know, right? Yeah. It didn't mean on. it didn't hurt when they they were gone. But exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, you did. You did. It was good stuff, no. though. But yeah. All right. Anything else that you wanted to add? No, no. I mean, there's there's always so much stuff to add when it comes to Star Wars, but we I can know. talk about this till the end of time, but we we won't do that. Mm-mm. Because, you know, some people have to go to sleep, some people have to change batteries, and some people have to stay up for another, you know, I don't know, four hours. I still want to get you a USB plug-in. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you could get that for my name day. Yeah, I feel like that's a better a better charging capacity for you. It gives you a little more mobility, especially if we get you like a like a mobile charger. That'd be pretty well, cool. Well, given that I'm so old, so old, you know, I might need you might need an adapter. That's <laughs> fine. Like we can yes. do that. 
I can get a cassette tape. Like I can do that kind of adapter thing if we need to. Uh, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, straight up USB might not work. Yeah, that's okay. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We sure will. Well, all right. I guess that's going to be it until next time. Um, this has been a fun episode. I mean, it's always good talking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. May the um, fourth be with you. That's right. Even though this will not be come out on the sixth, but it's that's fine. Right. May the fourth have. Uh, hopefully, the fourth was with you. That's right, because rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> and in so the immortal words, oh, before geez, it's like we haven't done this before. Why don't you tell the fine people where they can find us? Before oh we, shoot, yeah. Before we okay, bow so out. you can find us on Instagram at Nerd Pastiche and on Twitter at Nerd Pastiche Pod. That's right. And until next time, your focus determines your reality. Oh, I should have said size matters not. That's another great one. Okay, just walk all over mine. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Did you expect any different? I mean, I I thought... And I did it with Yoda. (laughs) I thought, yes, exactly. I thought because this one was kind of prophetic and, you know, something that people could actually take into their lives. And maybe, just maybe, you might let that one sit. Yeah, I probably should have. I didn't know. Uh, that's right yeah. you're welcome no thank you goodbye <laughs> goodbye <laughs>